The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. He is Rudy. I am Robin. It's that time every Monday we get him. Todd Archer of ESPN joins us. Todd, how you feeling this morning? Good morning, guys. How we doing? How we doing? Man, we're fantastic. I mean, coming off of a big win like that, but, you know, I think the question we've been asking all morning, Todd, is what what are the takeaways from your lens? It, it, you know, I was just thinking about that myself because I'm like, geez, do I think the Cowboys are that much better now? Like, what are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can beat all the bad teams. So, But, but I don't want to punish them for doing that because right. – what would we be saying if they won 30 to 29 or something like that, right? We'd be killing them. So everything that it goes back to what we talked about probably week one. Everything about this team matters at the end of the year when they get to, or if they get to the playoffs and what they do. But in this one, I think you look at the individual efforts and you say, there's something here. Uh, it, it, maybe not individually on defense because it was just such a, yeah. the Giants are so bad. We might have been able to play better than some of their players sure. uh, but on, on offense you know our Dak said uh, Jerry said this is the best that he's ever seen Dak play CD Lamb sets an NFL record with his third straight game with 10 catches for 150 yards Brandon Cooks has more receiving yards yesterday than he has in the first six games or his first seven games Michael Gallup with a long touchdown catch two guys with more than 50 yards rushing so it's hard to put context on it because the Giants are so bad but I don't know how you look at it and say, meh, you know, meh. <laughs> yeah. That is Todd Archer of ESPN joining us after a convincing win. And let's talk about the two things that we're, uh, we're most happy to see. Uh, number three, Brandon Cooks having the breakout game we've been waiting on. And then there was the running game with the addition of Dowdle. Uh, which of those two things do you think will be the carry forward that we'll see more of? Obviously, we want both. But what's more likely to see a little bit more of Dowdle and Pollard together in a one-two punch? or a little bit more effort to make sure Cooks gets the ball to free up more CD deep balls? I think it's more important for Brandon Cooks to have maybe not 173 yards uh, (laughs) in a game, but to be that involved in the offense than it is to run the ball. And I know like the whole purists are going to kill me for that, but points come out of the passing game, and points matter. And when you're playing coming up when they got Seattle, Philly, Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit Mm – Points are going to matter, and yeah, you got to be able to run it some. Um, and, and they ran it pretty well again against a Giants front that that wasn't the same that they saw in the opener. Um, but I, I think when you look back, maybe this is going to be the time where you say, "Remember when they got Brandon Cooks involved?" And look what how it jump started not only his season but what this offense can be. I know Mike McCarthy said, "I want to run the damn ball to us in the All off right. season up at the combine." Nah, man, he knows he needs to score points, and this is the way you score points. Uh, we talked about this right before you came on, Todd, and because there's no clear-cut favorite this year as we sit right now, and I know it sounds weird even coming out of my mouth, but <laughs> would I, but honestly looking at it, would you have Dak in the MVP conversation? In the, sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Why played. not? Why not, right? And, and look, I don't want. I'm going to say it in two different ways. Yes, because since the San Francisco game, his numbers speak for themselves. I think he has more touchdowns and is, has more yards per game than any other 
quarterback player, wow. or whatever, that, however you want to break it down. Um, and so what he's doing is is great. And, and you know the Cowboys are whatever they are since that San Francisco loss, uh, just with the one loss against Philly, which may have been one of Dak's best games. Um, and then the other part of it is no one's running away with this MVP. Right. You say, that's the guy. Like, entering the game yesterday or, or the week yesterday, I would have said, I'd probably pick Joe Burrow as the MVP. Mm-hmm. With the way – that would just be me. Um, mm-hmm. But now, now, heck, they just lost at home to Houston. So, yeah, Houston might be okay, but – Jesus, an MVP of the league, do that. You know, and then you get Tyreek Hill in the conversation and Tua and, and A.J. Brown, and there's got to be a defensive guy in the mix at some point here, so throw T.J. Watt in there. Like, so it's a, it's a crowded field that Dak has to be involved with how he's playing, and the Cowboys need him to be involved. He, he's playing as well now as he did when he started the year. Um, the 13-3 year? No, no, no. Uh, the the year before when he twenty twenty one, the first six games. Remember, he, right. then he hurt his calf against uh, New England. He beats New England overtime, hurts his calf, misses a game, and then he really wasn't the same guy after that. This is as well as he's played since then. It certainly feels it. That's Todd Archer of ESPN joining us for his weekly. Uh, lots of talk about the output, but it all began with that offensive line. Uh, are they settling in, or is this just health finally finding its way? And what was the grade on Steele yesterday? Yeah, I, I thought starting then with Steele, great rebound game. Now, again, like you got to temper it all, right? Because it's not like the Giants fronts the Eagles front and yada yada yada. But again, if he struggled again, everybody would be scratching their head. What do they do? Who do they move in there? I, I thought he he was terrific yesterday with how. His pass sets, for, for for sure, were much better in that game than they were against Philadelphia. And I think for the offensive line, again, I mean, you look at it's 640 yards. I don't know how you say good job <laughs> offensive line and not mean it, but you know what I mean. It's it, it's and Dak's not sacked like, and neither was Cooper Rush, I guess, for that matter. How about Dak at 400 yards passing in less than three full quarters? That's ridiculous. It is like, that. That's another stat that just came, kind of came to me. That's like Kobe going for 62 and three quarters against the Mavericks. So I, I, I know exactly where you come from. When I look at the ESPN team stats, Todd, they have a top three defense and a top five offense. But we just kind of brush it off. It's like it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, yeah, but will they do it in December? Will they do it in January? But yeah. sometimes you just got to believe what you're seeing, right? Well, but this is the tightrope these guys walk on. Because they're the Dallas Cowboys, and every week is a referendum on their season with how they play. Right. Uh, and and it all looks good, but we started with but hey, it was the Giants, and everybody gets right against the Giants. So what do you do? And. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, great win, but what'd you do against the Niners and what'd you do against the Eagles? Like, so that that's what they measure up against. It's it's like for me, the people who say, well, Dak Prescott never wins a big game. Baloney. He's won a lot of big games. He's not won the biggest game. The Cowboys don't win big games. Baloney. They win big games. They don't win the biggest games. So right. They put themselves in position, and I think, look. They play Carolina this week. What's the score <laughs> of that one going to be? I, I, you know, so what? So then you're getting to okay, Washington on Thanksgiving. Washington generally gives the Cowboys fits. It's a short week. You never know. But then it's 
their season comes down to that five-week stretch or that we just talked about of Seattle, yeah. Philly, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. Well, That's this going okay, are you real or not? I agree with that, Todd, but this is what I'm going to say, though. Like, we're going to – well, I'm not going to even waste your time on Carolina, man. I'm just not. I'm sorry. But uh, what I'm going to say is this, Todd. Wow. I'm not handing them that victory with over, over Sam Howell and the commanders. Sam Howell, to me, is a gamer. They pushed Philly to the brink. They played well again yesterday. Eric Bieniemy has found something in Sam Howell. I, I'm not I'm not just handing them that Thanksgiving win. That's going to be a dogfight in my eyes. Absolutely. And they always are against Washington. Right. Like, you know, and I realize they traded uh, Chase Young, so he won't be there. But right. still, it's they're, they're playing hard, and they're, for some reason it's just a bad, not a bad matchup because they win. It's a difficult <laughs> matchup for the Cowboys in, in, in how they go against Washington. It, it, that's definitely going to be a tough game. But let's be honest, like, they have to go. They can't lose another game before playing Philadelphia. Absolutely. To make sure that Philadelphia game matters. Yeah. And then once you beat Philadelphia, well, then you can't lose any of the other games either because that's going to knock you down to peg in the division race. It's they won 12 straight games at home, and Jerry's talking about the home field advantage. And I asked him yesterday, I go, yeah, but Jerry, you're probably not going to get a home playoff game. You have to win Ooh. the division. He's like, and that's what keeps me up. And that's like, what keeps us know. up, exactly. He's Todd Archer. He, he knows. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it is worthy of concern as well as they've looked. Now, when you, they are going to hit the road, and then they get they come back against two very weak, you know, and Washington, it's a division rival, but let's not kid ourselves. Uh, when you look at things that need to improve and times an opportunity for young guys to get some minutes here, I think, in the next couple of weeks, and I look at both Hendershot and Mozzie, and, you know, it's going to come time sooner than later. We're going to need that kind of depth. And neither one of them has showed anything. Is there anything to look forward to with Mozzie in particular? Mozzie, I thought, had his best game Good. yesterday. Um, I think it's the first game he had multiple tackles. So I think we raise a banner at AT&T Stadium for that one. Uh, <laughs> that fact that he has a crooked number in that column. Uh, so, but that, again, at least... There's progress, and maybe there's some light turning on for him, and they're going to need him because of the teams they play. And you said Hendershot. I think you mean Schoonmaker. Uh, yeah, Schoonmaker. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, but that's a – maybe Hendershot comes back off IR with the ankle injuries <laughs> he's that like. he's had. But Schoonmaker needs to start doing more. He had a drop yesterday. He's had, But he had a good block on CD's reverse touch. Yeah, yeah he the did. reverse that he had for the score. So, But, yeah, they, they need more from him, too. They, honestly, dude, like – they need more from the whole rookie class. Yes, it's, a, it. it's like, terrible. They're not really getting much production out of any of them. <laughs> if I mean, Jalen Brooks, heck, he might have had the best rookie day yesterday, and he had what did he finished with. He had four catches for, I can't read, but it's too far away. Well, everybody caught a ball yesterday yeah, against that four defense. Four catches with 39 yards. So there you go, Jalen Brooks. Best rookie performance of the season. <laughs> hey, Todd, so I'm thinking about CD. I know he broke the record yesterday. Let me ask you this. From what you gathered and covered them, would he have taken an extension at the beginning of the season or even at the end of last season that would have saved Jerry some money? Because now with what he's doing this season, he's top three in numbers. He's right. broken a record. Is this another one of those contracts that's costing going to cost Jerry more because they waited? But I, but the, the question is, would he have even signed it at that point? But is this going to end yeah. up costing him because they waited? They didn't wait 
First okay. Of all, okay. They, they tried. They they had contract okay, negotiations you. like they had with the other guys when they got Steele done, and what was the other one they got done in training? At Trayvon Diggs. They they were trying. They signed C.D. Lamb as well, and the numbers were. Let's say they were in the top eight average per year. So put that at twenty five, twenty six million. Yeah, somewhere around there. So I, I think that's where they were at. Now I don't know the structure of the deal and the cash flow and yada yada yada, all the stuff that fans we don't really care about. Um, but I had a conversation with somebody after the game in the organization. I go, I got to be honest with you. That first number on CD's extensions now now begins with a three. Ooh. <laughs> Right. Excuse me. So you, you wait, 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 Todd. So you want to give him Tyreek and Devontae Adams money? Hey, he's earned it. So, so here's, but because here's the deal. Wow. Why would CD sign other than fear of injury? Right. He's under contract through next year, making eighteen million bucks. Okay. That that's the fifth year option. Then you got franchise tag, franchise tag, franchise tag. You get three potential years, at least two of the franchise. So you have to almost blow him out of the water with some kind of reason for him to sign. And this is what drives me crazy about when people remember the Dak talks, that the Cowboys waited too long. It went to $40 million. Jerry waited. They had a deal done with Dak week two or three of the 2019 season for essentially the same deal that they had for Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. Essentially the same. Mm. And Dak said no. He backed away from it. And Dak ultimately, Dak was the one who waited too, and Dak won. Gotcha. If you're going to sign these guys, you have to do something to blow them out of the water, either with cash up front or average per year to make them say, I'm the top paid guy at this position. So I don't know if Jerry was too happy about that record, broken because the number keeps going up. <laughs> well said. That's Todd well, Archer of ESPN. Have a sack yesterday, right? So you can say Micah's price tag went down, and you know, give give CD a million and take a million away from Micah, right? No, that's not. Has his podcast been better than his play? Whoa, whoa. Wow. Jeez. Well, I've not listened to the podcast, so I'd have to take your word for that. I don't one. know. I'm just asking. Has um, he? What did you? What do you think of my great Micah season thus far, Todd? I think he's been a B to B plus. Okay, I don't think, I think he's that's been fair. a A minus or an A. Um, again, you measured by the big moments and the big games. And Philly, I, I don't. Yeah, okay, he had a sack and a half, but when they needed stops and where was he, you know, and all that. Same thing with San Francisco. And I thought it was interesting yesterday that he was the first guy running off the field as we're waiting underneath the. You know, the tunnel there as they go into the locker room. And he didn't talk after the game. Maybe he had somewhere to go. It's the first time he's ever, I, I don't remember him talking after a game. Interesting. And, and, yeah, he didn't. I guess theoretically, he, people say he didn't talk after the Chargers game, but I got him, so he talked. So I'm fine with that one. Tom, real quick. <laughs> uh, uh, this is, you know, given the, the, the games coming up, especially Carolina, and, and watching an interception thrown by Rush, is there a chance maybe to see a third string quarterback play i i don't think so i i thought i gotta study up that rule um i thought they might have put him in for a drive at the end of the game uh-huh. and because you know hey just let him hand it off three times who cares um no i i don't think you're going to see them mix and match that one and part of it is as soon as like everybody calls for that it seems like mccarthy goes the opposite way like People are now saying, hey, they got to get Rico Dottle the ball more. And in his first two carries, is he's there, he has like 30 yards, right? And then he didn't see him again until the second quarter. It's like, 
why is Dowdle not in the game? Like, and then they get to the goal line. It's like, why is Dowdle? Why are they in shotgun every single time? Why just? I don't. Yeah. So I, I don't think you'll see Trey Lance move up to the number two for a game even this week. <laughs> Could be wrong, but that would. That would be un-McCarthy-like, in my view. Un-McCarthy-like. Well, it's always a pleasure to get Todd Archer on a Monday morning with all the expert advice. We we, we appreciate your time this morning, Todd. Uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds Thanks, good. Todd. Thanks.